She may be a native Texan or not. We're not sure. But we do know she started the Fredericksburg Tea Party in 2009. She's a student of fine equine. And she's a true believer in correcting Matt whenever it's needed. This is the Angela Smith Show with special co-host Matt Long. Good morning, Matt Long. Good morning, Angela Smith. And we have a special good morning this morning. Joining us uh, is Mayor Gerald Hoover, the mayor of Fredericksburg, Texas. Uh, Good morning, Mayor. Welcome. Morning, Matt. Morning, Angela. Good morning. So we've got a great show lined up for you today. All kinds of things to talk about. But, of course, we know the most important thing is how about them Cowboys? Angela, yeah. did you? Uh, Angela doesn't follow. Mayor, Mayor, did you uh, uh, pay attention to the ball game last night? Any? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. After it got up to like eighty-four to three or something <laughs> in the second quarter, I think yeah. I turned it off. Angela, you weren't paying any attention, were you? I'm decoupled. She's it, it, yeah. Angela doesn't do that stuff. So she was yeah. The Cowboys had. I think that was the biggest beating that they had ever put on anybody in the history of the team or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm. So uh, it was pretty severe. So all the Cowboy fans are out there celebrating today. My wife's outfit um, on the day after the football game uh, it always changes. When the Cowboys lose, she's wearing black. And uh, when they win, she's uh, she's got her colors on. So... I don't know. I'm I'm not sure how flamboyant she's going to get today since it was such a scrubbing. Um, We got some things on your calendar. And um, and so let's just start with that. That's where we usually start. And it's Thanksgiving week. Yeah, it's going to be a a short week for all of us. And uh, hopefully so. Anyway, I know I'm taking Thursday off. That's about it. I'll be back in here on Friday with special guest Laura Logan's going to be in the studio with me on Friday. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, then on Monday the 28th, uh, Laura Logan is going to be doing a, uh, a presentation out at the Edge um, that is uh, east of uh, Fredericksburg, out there where all those little tiny houses are. And uh, you do need a ticket to that, and you can get it at Eventbrite. And um, it uh, has to do, I think it's part of her uh, new program on, um, I believe it is Fox Nation. Um, but uh, anyway, she's going to be doing a, a, a presentation there. On Friday, she's going to be t- talking to us about the border situation and some other things going on. And uh, so we have Laura Logan in here Friday. Then on Monday, tickets for her, you need to go to Eventbrite. That's Monday the 28th. Um, on uh, the Lano Tea Party Scholarship Fundraiser, Angela and I, man, was that an awesome visit to the Lano Tea Party a few weeks ago. Yes, yes Matt. It is so much fun to um, see these patriot groups all around the Hill Country uh, growing and the energy that's there. And um, kudos to Lisa Bellamy out there who's doing a great job in her first year's president. And so, yeah, they're having, uh, they've been doing this ever since I, uh, um, ever since I've been familiar with those guys, they have a, a scholarship and for, uh, high school kids going off to college. And I think that is awesome. And, uh, so they're doing a big scholarship fundraiser on Friday, the 2nd of December. And if you want details on that, just like any of the other things on the calendar, if you'll go to the mattlongshow.com and go to Matt's calendar, the anything that is coming up, anything we talk about on the program here is going to be on that calendar along with the details. And I'm on there now, so 
If you, uh, I just scroll over it and it says six o'clock, it's at the Rambling Rose and there's the address and uh, you can even click down there to see more details and it'll bring up to you there where to um, get tickets and uh, where to, uh, how to contact me actually is right on there. So um, there you go. That is uh, what you can do on the calendar. If you're driving down the road and you hear me mention something or a date or a time or an event and uh, you couldn't write it down, then uh, you can always go to the calendar at The Matt Long Show and it'll be there. And if you want something added to the calendar, this is not a free speech forum. If I don't like it, I'm not going to put it there. Um, and so, but you can contact me on thematlongshow.com and ask me to add something to the calendar if you want. Um, on uh, one thing I do not have on the calendar, but I will add today is on the 7th of December. That will be the next um, uh, meet up with the Hill. Uh, oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> we the people. Yes, Liberty Angela. in Action. Go ahead, Angela. Yeah, take Liberty that in one. Action. We the people here in Kerrville. Um, our sister group to the Fredericksburg Tea Party, um, run and spearheaded by uh, Terry and Roger Hall and their friends and, and all of our friends here in Kerrville. So make sure you come out to that. This is their new location. They're, uh, they have a, uh, a scheduled time every month now, and it's going to be so much fun. They've got great speakers, and uh, I think you'll really, really find it um, enlightening. Absolutely, and the uh, theme this uh, for this next meeting on the 7th, that is a Wednesday night at 5.30 at the Acapulco Mexican Restaurant, is Celebrate Victories. Man, these guys came out. They've bar- they're barely a year old. That's right. They've already decided to take on some pretty big challenges. Yes. The, one of the biggest ones they took on, and I have to be honest about it, when they said they were going to fight the... Uh, propositions A, B, and C. All I, three of them. All yes. three of them. I, listen, I what was in my head was good luck with that, guys, because nobody ever beats these. Yes. They just don't. You just don't beat them. Uh, bonds just all pass um, with very, very few exceptions. And so when they were able to defeat two of the three, man, it shocked me. Um, and those guys put in a ton of work to do that. And I think the, uh, city there is going to have to take another look at, at ways to fund those things. And so that is or one not, of the, Matt. or not, or decide not to fund them. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for bringing up that other point of view. <laughs> so, um, that is, um, they're, they're going to be celebrating their victories. Uh, you know, they also managed really almost the very beginning of that organization was when they got uh, um, Romeo. Ro- uh, <laughs> I knew I was going to say <laughs> Romeo. Um, Roman. Roman. Roman Garcia. Roman Garcia. The city youngest city council member in the state of Texas yes. elected to the city council, and he is Indeed. an amazing man. Yes doing a great job best dressed 20 something in the entire hill country that's without a doubt he is always sharp Mm -hmm. as a pack so they've got lots of things to celebrate these guys are moving and shaking we're real happy to be associated with them and as our uh, as our sister organization um quickly angela tell us about the fredericksburg tea party newsletter because there's always more events scheduled on that well, um, you know, that newsletter comes out every Monday, and if you are not receiving that newsletter, you're not, you're not getting all the information that you need if you live in the Hill Country. 
Uh, we put all of the events that we are aware of into that newsletter as well as topics of interest that you might need to know about, whether that is action items that um, need to be taken care of that uh, Chip Roy is letting us know about. Um, we'll be coming into the 88th legislative session uh, come January. You're going to be there's going to be lots of action items there as our representatives, our state representative Ellen Troxclair and our state senator Peter Flores go to Austin. We're going to need to be communicating with them. We are trying to get you guys um, involved at both the state level, at that state level, and um, I think you need to make sure you've got that uh, newsletter coming into your inbox on Monday. So go to um, FredericksburgTeaParty.org and um, sign up for the newsletter. All right. Just quickly throw in here that um, now is the time to go ahead and make an appointment, if you can, with your representative or your senator. Um, because if you wait till January, they're going to be busier than a what a, a, a one-armed man in a paper hanging uh, uh, event for like Jerry Farley. There's my tip to Jerry right there. Um, he'll tell you it takes two hands to hang wallpaper. But the um, and so now's the time. Angela and I already have an appointment. Uh, we're going to go down. What is it? Uh, two weeks from today? I think it's about two weeks. Yeah, two weeks from today. Uh, we've got an afternoon uh, set apart to go spend with our new senator flores and uh the way i do that is i call him and i just said look give me uh between now and the beginning of the session i will drive anywhere in the senate district to meet you so make it easy on them and then we ended up uh we threw three or four dates out there and we picked one and so um that is how that worked and so we're going to drive to pleasanton um and meet him a couple of weeks Uh, it's going to be on a monday after we get off the show all right quickly a little bit of Ben Franklin before we go. Um, here's one from Ben from the Poor Richard's Almanac in 1735. And it is says, uh, the king's cheese is half-wasted in pairings. But that doesn't matter. It's the people's milk. Um, if you don't want know what pairings are, let me give you a little uh, before uh, refrigeration. Your cheese would get this hard crust on the outside of it and and uh, you would, uh, if you had plenty of cheese, you'd just cut that off and throw it away. And uh, so the king's cheese is half-wasted in pairings, but no matter, it's made of the people's milk. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Mayor Gerald Hoover, the mayor of Fredericksburg, Texas. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. Thank you so much uh, for sticking around with us today. We've uh, welcomed uh, Mayor Gerald Hoover. Good morning, uh, Mayor Hoover. We're hearing uh, rain outside here, man. We need some more of that. Good morning, Angela and Matt. Yeah, that's a welcome sound for all of us. Absolutely. So um, the mayor and I have, uh, we've had several visits. Um, I think when you were first elected, I sat down in your office and uh, we did uh, an interview that I aired here. And I think it's still available, actually, where all my podcast sites are. And so you've uh, you've been in office now. When did you take office, Mayor Hoover? May 16th. 
May sixteenth of last of last year. No, this year. No, this year. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, been about six, seven months. Yeah. Man, this is this year is weird. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. So tell me, um, anything? And you have been you have been the mayor before. Is this true? Tell us when you were mayor before. I was first elected in 2006 and served two consecutive terms until 2010. Then I laid out for two years and ran again in 20. Uh, was it 2012? 2012. Yeah, yeah. And then um, was defeated in 2014 by Linda Langerhans, and then um, was out until this year, 2022. Okay. And so you've been you've been around for a while and very familiar with this. And so, uh, city council, county uh, commissioner, city council members, and the mayor have two year terms. Uh, I think county commissioners are four, but yeah, city council, city two. council are are two are two year terms as the mayor as well. <laughs> so. You're up every you're up every two years, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a representative or something. That's exactly. a lot of that's a lot that's a lot of races to run. So one of the things um, you have asked me to uh, you'd ask me to come in and be on the program uh, when the uh, city council moved the. Um, by the way, we're here today to uh, talk about things that are important in what's going on in the city of Fredericksburg. And that's why we, that's why uh, I invited Mayor Hoover in here. In fact, he asked me, uh, uh, could we do this together? Can we talk about the things that are important for the city of Fredericksburg? And I said, yes, absolutely, but we must. We have to talk about the fact that this was moved. Our city council meetings were moved from an evening time into the daytime. And my comment on that on the air was, well, that's very convenient because you can get rid of those pesky citizens um, if you move it to the day, those who work for a living. And uh, so that is, so you and I have had a long discussion and you wanted the opportunity to come onto the program and discuss that. So uh, we, Mayor Hoover, tell us about moving the um, city council meetings from the evening to a daytime they're going to be at on tuesdays at mm-hmm. nine o'clock mm-hmm. it's uh twice a month right every other tuesday yes regularly it's, sometimes there are special meetings scheduled other times but regularly it's the uh, uh first and third tuesdays at 9 a.m yeah. first and third so go, walk through that with us why what, what was the reason for moving it during the day well there are several and thank you matt for having me um one of my constituents had heard you and angela discussing this a couple of times and I thought well maybe I can get on and just speak for myself and give my reasons because I voted for it and I'm not here to speak for anybody else just me but I can give you my reasons for it having been mayor six years prior and being um, several years older now (laughs) working on this first of all I don't see my job as being in government I see myself as a public servant and so I approach it as a as a person who loves to do um, community service, and even though there are things that go with local government that have to just be government-ish, um, my impetus and my uh, imp- my motivation is to serve the community that I've been in for 26 years and raising my grandchildren and so forth. And I know that's exactly what y'all's motivations are, too. All your, your perspectives are bigger in the state and national. Mine are locally focused. So we started having meetings in... Um, um, the new council was in, uh, installed in May 16th, as I said, and we were meeting every Monday at seven o'clock, uh, 6 o'clock. And um, uh, anytime you have a city council meeting, there are going to be some who cannot attend personally. But it is true that during the day, more people are not able to come and attend the meetings than they would be in the evenings. So we felt like, uh, I felt, yeah, so I'd speak for myself, I felt that 
I would like to, to try something else, and that would be during the daytime. And here's why, the main reason for me. The issues that came up the, these days and the ways that the government and the council has to deal with them, the deliberation, the timing, the, the notice that's required by open meetings, the process, the situation that we uh, found ourselves in with lots of changes and so forth, requiring long deliberations, lots of staff input and so forth, were jamming up on us. And I felt that in the evening time, it got to be where we were not, I was not able to deliberate, to process, and to think as well as I wanted to. And I felt like that it impacted the council as well. So let's go find uh, some other times. It turned out that we had had meetings, 9 o'clock, special meetings at 9 o'clock, lots of budget stuff. We'd had some at 11. We'd had a couple at 1 o'clock. We'd had some at 3. And we'd had some at 5. Not a lot, but through those months, we had meetings at special times. And there were people there every time. And it was a lot of the same people were there every time, too. So there was that factor. Well, are we just going to shut the door to everybody attending who wants to attend? I... And I decide, and I said, no, I don't think they will. I think they'll come. But the other thing is, it's not to shut down communication from those pesky citizens. So we looked for other avenues for them to participate, and I feel like we've done that. We, we're at, we divided the town into 27 sections, and we're having town halls on our time in the evenings, twice a month, inviting neighbors to come and to share their views and to give us their opinions. My telephone number has been published publicly, and I, I don't know how many places can actually call and get the mayor on his private <laughs> phone. So I've always been available to anybody who could call and wanted to talk about it. So they have input there. We have written comments, and I know that's not everybody's favorite thing to sit down and write a note and submit it, but it does get on the record. And uh, I would say, I agree, that if you feel like you're only opportunity to input in city business is to attend a city council meeting then yeah but in your working that's that is an issue admitted but we felt i felt that opening those other opportunities for people to input and to give them plenty of time if you're on the phone with me you're not limited to three minutes i'll talk to you till you get your issue out and here's what i prefer people do when they call me Mayor, here's an issue I have, and here's why, and here's what's going on, and here's the background, and here's what I'm suffering, or here's what I see. What can you do about it? What do you think the council can do about it? What will you lead the council to look at and do? And that's that's a productive process, I see. Whereas if you're doing public comment at a city meeting, you're limited to three minutes, you get your thing out. If it's not on something on the agenda, we can't respond by law. And the reason is because they don't want the, the government uh, powers that be that make the laws don't want us to get into an argument with you because that discourages people from stating their opinion. So that's, in a nutshell, the ideas that I had in moving it to the morning. Now, the county has been having their meetings at, I think, 8, 8.30 on Mondays for years. And everybody in the county is, uh, in the city is a member of the county. So we felt like there was precedent there that we knew there'd be pushback, blowback, and we know that it looks exactly to some that, well, this is all a um, uh, backroom deal so we could shut down these pesky citizens, as you say. I'm just saying it wasn't. (laughs) Okay. Angela. uh, Thank you for bringing your perspective to the table, Mayor. Um, I'm going to 
throw out a perspective and being in um, the Fredericksburg Tea Party for so many years and having what I'd consider a monthly public forum, if you will, um, because we have a monthly meeting and um, we do it in the evening. We do it after business hours. This is what I'm looking at when I see what's happened with the city council's public forum, public comments. For years, it, we had it in the evening, after hours, at the beginning of the meeting, three minutes, to bring an item that wasn't necessarily on the agenda. So then that got changed. Here's, here's the progression. That got changed to after hours. In the evening, of course. Yeah, let, um, let me let me clear that up. You were the public comment got moved yeah, pub, to the well, end of the. That's where I'm going. Public okay. comment gets moved from the beginning of the meeting to at the end of the meeting, and then public comment becomes oh, it gets only an agenda item. You can't bring an issue that in this in this environment might be very timely. Um, and it might not have been put on the agenda. And, oh, by the way, someone else decides who what goes on the agenda. Fair enough, but that does happen. So now it's not on the agenda any longer. And then we get to the point where it's not after hours. It's in the morning when people may be working or they just may need to get business done during business hours, which is my case. I have a very flexible schedule, but business hours just means I've got a lot of things that need to get taken care of, right, along with family uh, obligations and such. So there's the progression, and that scares, that that concerns me. Um, it's not, when we talk about our Tea Party meetings and the way we are serving people, we look at the progression, too, and we say, well, is this getting better for the people we serve? Is it making it easier? Is it is it more available to them or not? And I'd have to say, I, tell me what you think about this progression. And it's over time, and I yes, I know this is, this is the cancel, but at this point, now it's, it's progressed to the point that's even, it's morning, it's morning hours during business hours, when someone may be working or just may have obligations during business hours. Thank you for the question. If it were true <laughs> that there was no other opportunity for anybody to uh, to address the people who make the laws in the city, the, the city council, if there were no other opportunities, that would be a terrifically valid point. The law requires the council to meet in open session to take action. It makes it... it uh, requires the city council to, to invite public to observe deliberation, hear deliberation, and, to, and see the action being taken for obvious reasons. That's why it's called the Open Meetings Act. So when we go into executive session, for example, to get legal advice or whatever, things that can't, wouldn't be wise to be public right away. But if we, if we take any action on that item, it has to be back in public. Mm -hmm. The law requires us to have public comment on things the city council, and I'm speaking specifically about the city council meetings because that's our topic, that the city council actually has jurisdiction over, things that the city council can do. City council meetings are not intended to be, by law, a public forum. They can be, but they're not required to be. 
all that is required by law of the Open Meetings Act is to have open discussion and participation by the citizens about things the city council actually has mm -hmm. control over. Mm -hmm. So public forum, like you say, or um, tea parties, the special interest group like, like you have, which I support probably most of what you do. <laughs> uh, that's why I made the comment that I don't, I'm uncomfortable at times being a politician or being <clears throat> in government. And I don't know that I would do it anywhere else but Fredericksburg because it's a town I've lived in 26 years and care about it. And there's not a lot of, lot of people in a big, long line wanting to run for mayor or city council, as you've noticed, too. But that's my answer, Angela, is that perhaps we have a fundamental uh, different picture about what city council meetings are to be in terms of public input. Well, I can tell you that sitting in your in the city council meetings has been very, very enlightening and educational, as you might suspect. And so when we um, don't hear from all of our friends and neighbors, just in sort of a public setting, it, we don't even get this conversation started. That The narrative doesn't even get started if you don't get that. Three, and that's really all that three minutes is, really, is to start the conversation. Here's an issue Let's get it out there. And I listen to someone across the room, and I'm like, wow, so that's, that's, that isn't something we need to address. I didn't know about that. I'm here on the thing that I know about, but I'm hearing from somebody else. So I'm hearing, for me, it was a great opportunity to hear a lot about what else was going on in the community, what other people's ideas are, issues, good, bad, or otherwise. And so I think that that has been sort of stepped back. We've stepped way back from that. And if you remember during COVID, we were still at the point we were after hours. It didn't have to be an agenda item, whatever. And all of a sudden, I looked in the newspaper, and our city manager had a tattletale tool on the city's website. And 150 people showed up immediately because it was a very in-the-moment, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And they were able to. If that were today, it would be impossible. I'm not going to say impossible, but it would be very difficult. And, yes, again, people, Matt and I come across this all the time. They are hesitant to make these personal phone calls. They don't think they have, they don't think they have it to, to do. Um, but in a public setting where you've got three minutes and your friends are here and we're all kind of listening, and they're not, I, I think they like kind of like the idea that they're not getting any maybe some feedback at the moment. They're just able to state their case and sit down. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just human nature sometimes, especially if they're not involved in the process a lot. Now, once they get going, we see people change and their confidence changes. And, yeah, they may make that phone call to you. And I know they hate writing, so I just know that that's just the way they are. So I, um, I, I, I wish we were back to an after hours. I can show up, hey, somebody called me or... I, I've got this issue. Just come on over, Angela. Talk for three minutes. You don't even have to talk for three minutes. Just state your case and maybe get the conversation going, or at least let the council know this is an issue and we, we need to start the conversation. Totally on board with all of that, being on board with the conversation, getting started about a particular issue. That's why I'm saying that when you put your phone number out there, you're on, excuse me, you, you've got an email address that's very, that's very public, and you are um, having these town halls and you're reaching out to people. Remember that communication with your local government is to be with the people who actually run this, the government. Who right. are actually, so it's not a 
public forum for your friends to hear. That's my point. I if know, it's an it's, issue that you want the council to deal with, and yes. we're happy to hear that, there are ways to get things on the agenda. And yes, being at a meeting and saying, would you all consider this because this is an issue, mm-hmm. that's, that's true. What I'm saying, though, is that that's not absolutely necessary to get something on the agenda to get considered. Now, to your point about the, um, the tattletale um, issue that you <laughs> were dealing with, that's, right. I'm happy to deal with that in big terms but that didn't involve me well of course it didn't and that was just that's just sort of an example so all right we're we're way over time for this break so we're going to take a short break and we will be right back and uh we need to dive into some other things before we run out of time y'all stay tuned (laughs) rhinos hate him i'm out come out wherever you are he's matt log on the hill country patriot All right, you are. We are back. I have in the studio with us, along with Angela Smith, the founder of the Fredericksburg Tea Party. We have the mayor of Fredericksburg, Texas, Mayor Gerald Hoover. Thank you again for coming in today. I think we had a, a productive conversation on the moving of the um, um, city council meetings to a daytime. But let's go on and talk about some things. What do you see right now that are very important that people are bringing up to uh, City Council, Mayor Hoover? Thanks for the opportunity, Matt. Um, STRs, guess what? <laughs> Tell us now. STRs, a lot of us know, but many don't. STR. Yeah. Well, and short. And I brought this. Okay, I brought this up in October because I said I would when I was running. The, the um, ordinance was passed April first. Um, we have is we still have issues with STRs in Fredericksburg. And hold on, it, hold on. We need to define that short, 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 short term rentals. I'm short term rentals. Talking about STRs. Yeah, no. Short term rentals and in uh, in neighborhoods that um, uh, were once residential properties. And of course, we have a housing issue. So there's a whole jumble of things there where we're trying to trying to sort through to be respective of the people in the business and the people who are impacted by the business and neighborhoods. Um, water, Matt, is always an issue right now. Um, people are very concerned about being in a in a, a unique drought, and um, they look at our development plan, Angela, and they see all these properties online to be built. And mm-hmm. thinking, okay, where is that water coming from? So I'm learning that and um, I'm staying in touch with our staff to make sure we're on top of things as much as possible. Um, but that is a concern. Uh, tourism and over tourism, uh, depending on your view, is an issue in Fredericksburg. We succeed and we've grown and we have a place in the national recognition because people love to come. But there are challenges that come with that, mm-hmm. as there are anything that is good. It generally has a little bit of a dark side to it uh, that requires a lot of looking at. Those are the top three that I can think of, Matt. I could go on, but that would be a little bit boring, probably. The uh, the over I've never heard that one before. Over tourism. <laughs> I like. Uh... All right. Okay, there we go. Over tourism. Excuse me. Over tourism. I yeah, I've never heard that term before. That's what it feels like when I get out on Friday morning to come into my do my program, and I I have to turn left onto two ninety. To, uh, and I'm telling you, on Friday mornings, sometimes now, when it's nasty weather, I didn't have any problems this last Friday. What? How much is too much? I mean, is there? Is do you count heads? Do no, you, no, you can't. And, quantify. It, and you can't discourage people from coming, can no, you? And you can't quantify it. I can't quantify it by numbers. Right. It's uh, re- relatively, it's this: when 
the benefits of tourism tend to, I mean, the uh, impact and the downside of tourism began to overtake the benefits, or even a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. So what, what um, and, and I think part of the issue is parking. That's a big one. Parking, and, we, and think of it, Matt, we, most of our invitation to outsiders is to come and imbibe. We right. have lots of festivals, and we have wines and beer and, and distilleries and so forth. And I am not a teetotaler, and I, uh, uh, but it, there are circumstances that come with that that probably need to be taken a look at. And those wineries out in the country, I know those are not in the city limits. No, but there are a lot of tasting rooms on Main Street. Yeah, you've got a lot of tasting rooms on Main mm-hmm. Street, but water, there's a lot of water going being used in those vineyards. Well, I hate to say it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway on radio, but although I will d- disclaim that I don't know for sure. I was just told by one of the friends that I have who's in that business that as it goes, wineries, vineyards um, are not big water users in terms of agricultural um, need mm-hmm. that as agricultural products go grapes right. are not grapes a huge don't need as much that's what yes. i've heard yes is and, that and what you've heard yes great uh yes i have because that was a big concern for my, me as i was seeing all these plantings going on i'm thinking well that takes a lot of water it absolutely they absolutely don't use that much water and you don't want water on the vines mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. So if you have any watering going on, it is in the ground, to the drip, Mm -hmm. to the roots only. Well, that's what I've been told. Now, when it comes to processing the wine, see, I've understood that as well. That's where the water comes in. The water comes in when it comes to the processing. Okay. And I'm not sure, and maybe I haven't been asking the right people, but I haven't really had anybody to say, oh, yes, it's a... I've had one or two people say, "Yeah, that's when it is," but I haven't heard anybody quantify it. How much? How much is mm-hmm. it? But I've been hearing that, and we are in kind of a weird drought right now in this area. Um, St. So water. So water. Where does the city? I mean, where, the city has its own. We have our water plant out there. Which, by the way, the I the first time. How many times I've driven by that? I've been twenty here, twenty two years. I'm not sure it's always been there the 22 years I've been here, but I have never smelled it when I've driven by until last week. Oh. Was it a weird day, or was there something <laughs> that is the first time? I know out here in Kerrville they have what they call the poop loop, um, and that I do when you drive out there on the poop loop. I do smell in Kerrville, and quite regularly, but last week as I was sitting at that uh, T intersection there between uh, the hotel and Sutherland's, getting ready to turn right i'm sitting there going wait a minute was that me or <laughs> uh, well that's beyond my expertise matt that's, um, that's, <laughs> i don't know the circumstances actually okay so um all right let's get on to strs uh this one is important to me short-term rentals so here's um what uh, just give us an overview of that because when i moved here i if i recall that there was actually a a push to get short-term rentals or B&Bs. Am I, am I misremembering that, or do you recall that, that being what a... What year would that have been? I got here in 99, oh. and so I'm thinking that somewhere between now and then that there seemed like there was a push. Because when I got here in 99, you couldn't get a cup of coffee mm-hmm. except at Denny's mm-hmm. 
Um, and there was, I don't recall B&Bs being a big deal at all in 99. You mean being a big deal as in a problem? As in a problem yeah. or being uh, that many of them there. Yeah. Give us a little bit of that history okay. if you do well, know I've it. preceded you three years, Matt, so we have pretty much the same history in, in Fredericksburg. Well, it's a uh, established fact that Fredericksburg really began to thrive well as a destination uh, through the process of B&Bs. And those were the days when either the homeowner lived there and rented out rooms in their house and actually prepared breakfast and served as the concierge for those people's mm-hmm. visit. That was a big deal in Fredericksburg. The other house, the other type was the guest house, where somebody would have grandma's house and she passed away and they inherited it, but they didn't want to live in it because it was too small, but they didn't want to let it go, and they turned it into a guest house. Those things made Fredericksburg really thrive. Yes. What has happened is, in the last few years, Matt, the STR business, short-term rental business, uh, directed by Airbnb and Verbo and other online, that's, that's where it began to shift, uh, shape-shift into um, houses in neighborhoods, three-bedroom, two-bath, right. that kind of thing, yes. where you could house 10, 12, even more people, and there was nobody on site to make sure they behaved. So there's lights, trash, parking, noise, all those kinds of things that have infiltrated neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we hear about it every week. Oh, I'll bet you do. Right. I'll bet you do. You know, it kind of reminds me of the folks who have homes right behind the uh, club or a bar on Main Street. And that rears its head. Are you still getting calls on uh, noisy bars at night? or yes. You still are. So yes. that is just something... Yeah. That's always going to be there, isn't it? It is, it's, and it's a difficult issue, right, because you live yeah. there. And Fredericksburg is unique because when it was formed, it all formed around Main Street. Yep. And I think, I don't know that that's unique. I think that's pretty much traditional uh, Western American uh, um, way to build a town. Listen, I'm going to, we, we have to take a short, I got one more set of, uh, of money makers to put in here, and then we're going to come right back. Y'all stay tuned, please. There's more where that came from. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. I'll be back. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. You have been listening today uh, with our special guest, uh, Mayor Gerald Hoover of Fredericksburg. Texas, and uh, you can find this program will be on the Hill Country, whoops, on Hill Country Patriot, no the, hillcountrypatriot.com. It'll be up there for about a week. Uh, they rotate it out, so if you heard something that you, uh, you're you mad at me for saying, then you can uh, steal, you can copy it from there and uh, use it against me at any time in the future you wish. I also then, um, I take these, I try to do it daily, but I'm two days behind right now, but I try to get uh, my daily programming up onto numerous podcast sites where they stay for, I guess, forever until, I don't know, until the peanut hit butter hits the fan. Uh, those uh, programs are up on the podcast site, and I put a little description in there, who the guest is, and uh, you can go back and listen to those. Uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker Pocket Casts. The list goes on just, and on. Just, just put Spotify on your phone. Yes. Click. There Matt it is. Long, the Matt Long, Long show, show, and you can scroll through there. It's fabulous. And you can do uh, set your notifications 
And then when I do post, uh, for example, today, this afternoon, you're probably going to get three notifications. I will get Thursday's program, Friday's, and then today's uh, program up. Uh, so, Mayor Hoover, let's get back to STRs. And I just want to lay out a scenario, and we really do have like four minutes. So I've lived in, uh, let's, uh, here's a scenario. I'm going to make it up. I've lived in Fredericksburg for many, many years, and and uh, I've got to, I'm get, getting ready to retire, and my wife and I, we have a motor home, and we'd like to go traveling, and uh, we think it's a great opportunity to rent our home out. It's already paid for, and so we can make some travel money, and so we'd like to turn our home into a and b in Fredericksburg. And where, where what kind of fight am I going to have to put up? well uh let me answer the question this way what is the procedure for that (laughs) yeah there you go there you go let's put it that way go ahead okay well at current uh, ordinance uh they are prohibited in r1 which are those large residential areas uh uh, generally three bedroom two bath kinds of mm-hmm. things and they're they're already prohibited by ordinance okay but that doesn't mean they're not there there's already 600 and something there but it was basically uh, shutting the door were they grandfathered yes okay as right. of now they're grandfathered and um uh so if it's an r2 uh, i don't want to advertise but but there's no restriction on those uh, currently if they're outside the historic overlay mm-hmm. the historic overlay requires a concessional use permit because we're, they were we're trying to protect the historic nature of some way. But they're there. They're all over R2. They're all over R1. And uh, R2 is still um, is unregulated unre- to that degree. So, so And listen, I want to make my – here's my opinion. STRs have been a great thing for Fredericksburg in the right number, the right place, and abiding by all of the, the, the right ordinances and so forth. They benefit the town. My personal opinion is that we're out of balance, but that's my quest. How do you, how do you, uh, and again, we're really running up on time, so I'm going to give you as much time as you need. How, um, how, um, how do you, how do you see dealing with that? It's out about, how do you think you can get it back into balance? Personal opinion, personal preference, personal okay. style is I like to be a peacemaker in mm-hmm. as much as possible. The, my scripture tells me to be, be at peace with everybody as much as it depends on me. And I want to bring that to my mayorhood. I want people to sit and talk with each other as we have today to, to come to understandings. What is our play in the better part of what's good for the community? You care about the community, you may be an STR owner. I care about the community, and I don't like STRs because they rub me of peace and they trash and noise and strangers, et cetera. What is our common goal? Can we find a way there and work together as neighbors? All right. Listen, we are completely out of time. Angela, you got 30 seconds. I've got 30 seconds. Matt, you never give me 30 seconds. <laughs> well, you're wasting it now. <laughs> well, listen, he. Let, I'll say I'll, a funny note. He's only behind on his Spotify by two days, right? Two days, okay. Because he had a fight with the uh, faucet and the sink oh, this weekend. Please. And the man was fighting it. So uh, I'd already heard it from his sweet wife, Gail, and then uh, and then uh, heard it from him from this morning. So if he doesn't have his his uh, radio program up on Spotify, it's because he was fighting. I spent all weekend to do a job that should take less than an hour. That's right. That's right. He was fighting that thing. So God love him. Um, he's 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 here on Monday morning. He's got the mayor in. Um, I think it was a good show, Matt. All right. Well, listen, we're going to leave a little scripture today. In fact, I'm going to be looking for some Thanksgiving-type scriptures uh, for this week. And so here's a good one, and you're going to need to think about this one. This is from Proverbs 17 and 1. 
Better is a dry morsel and quietness with it than a house full of feasting with strife. Wow. What do you think about that one? I thought I saw a rain. Better is a dry morsel and quietness than a house full of feasting with strife. There's wisdom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I like that one. Better is a dry piece of turkey and quietness than a house <laughs> full, of full, full of fighting, than a house full of food, food and, and fighting. fighting. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. So there we go. We're going to try to bring you some, uh, uh, some, uh, some, uh, 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 yeah, some gems like that, uh, this week. If you're already starting to travel, be praying for folks out traveling. It's going to be a nasty week for travel, and and hopefully I think by Thursday things are going to clear up. Um, the mayor of Fredericksburg, thank you again for coming in here, Mayor Hoover. Pleasure. Thanks for the time. All right, folks, uh, stay tuned for Lorraine.